one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Red Men Weekly podcast. I'm Steve Hall bringing you the best clips from all of our Red Men Plus content from the last week or so. I say it all the time on these shows. You're probably sick of hearing it, but I'm going to say it every single week, so get used to it. If you want to watch or indeed listen to these shows in full, simply head on over to redmenplus.com, sign up, become a legend or a captain, and get yourselves involved. If you are thinking about joining as a captain, if you sign up on a yearly subscription and use the promo code BOBBY, B-O-B-B-Y, when you sign up, you'll get that yearly subscription for half price. That offer ends at midnight on the 16th of July. So if you're thinking about doing it, you've got till midnight on July 16th to get it in. So yeah, that is that. Right then, let's crack on with the show first. Oh, and this is going to be quite a Saudi Arabia heavy show in general, I think. But on the Bias Football podcast, you had Paul, you had Chris, you had Chloe and you had Dan discussing Steven Gerrard finally accepting a job at El Etifak over in Saudi Arabia. So let's start then with Steven Gerrard. Um, so we, we spoke about this last week that he's taken the role uh, at Al Etifak, which I, I, I think the pronunciation that Gerrard did on a video I saw was like Etifaki, but I don't... Al Etifaki, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it sounded like someone just let a scouse lad run riot with all the syllables there, and that's what he came up with, not necessarily what it's meant to be. But there's an article saying what he believes he's got a lot in common with his new club. Um um, yeah, I'm going to read can through we, some of the just, bits. Can you, first of all, just go back to the top of that screen and show everybody, please? Because it looks like as a, as a foreign world leader, mm-hmm. he's about to launch a bomb somewhere, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is a bit nuts. Yeah, he does look like he's, he, he's, he's pretending he's pretending that he's, that, that he's not responsible for something that he's very responsible <laughs> for, um, <laughs> is what, what's going on there. Yeah, it's the it's the yeah, the palatial backgrounds. Like, we, we're so used to managers being in front of, like, sponsor boards the fact that he's got like a gold leaf mirror behind him and like little flags like he's a delegate yeah, like he's at the it, UN it, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's it. just come back from the UN to explain uh, some wrong some wrongdoing if he'd have told me when he scored that goal in the final against West Ham that I'd seen that picture <laughs> yeah I'd have said you were nuts <laughs> absolutely real Saudi flag in front of him like oh that is insane uh, I'm going to try and find oh. the uh, the quotes about him because whether he's, he's been speaking about it and he said 
Uh, there are three things that I always consider and they are in a particular order. It needs to be right for my family first and foremost. We have to be excited and motivated by the challenge. I think the football project needs to be ambitious. It needs to be for the right reasons in terms of the challenge and the remit. And of course, you need to feel secure that the contract is right. But that always comes at the very end. There's a combination of reasons. I'm extremely excited and happy. Can't wait to start and meet all the supporters and all the players and the people I've met so far that represent Al Etifaki have been absolutely outstanding and I think we share a lot of things in common in a message of the fans together I think my message to supporters is that I'm really happy <laughs> I think uh, I'm really excited I'm a coach a manager that is uh, very ambitious that likes to work tirelessly to make sure the team is very competitive I look forward to meeting the supporters and so much that what blah, do you blah, think blah, he's blah, potentially going to be taking them to a Champions League final what, what, what? yeah what, um, what, what is that you can win that he can win the Saudi Pro League uh, well, he's not going to. He's <laughs> <laughs> not. So, uh, can we put them in order, by the way, and just call number three for what it is, money? Yeah. Right? Yes. And his money number one. Yeah. He says, I think the league will continue to grow and evolve. I think with the fantastic support from the government and ministers and all the clubs throughout the Saudi Pro League, all the sports, the players, everyone that's involved, we all have an ambition to grow, continue to grow and evolve and make it one of the best leagues in the world. And that's that's, that's a thing. cut and paste job from when he went to the Galaxy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Almost yeah. certainly. The thing about this... I think it's worth mentioning because obviously we, we, we're seeing a lot of the sports washing elements of, of, of when it comes to Saudi's investments in European football and beyond. But actually, from a, from a pure Saudi perspective, there is a mission there to give the... the, the, the what they're saying, the, the reason behind it is to give like Saudi people something to be proud of, to spend that money in, internally and what have you. And also to kind of diversify the portfolio of the country, which is obviously very, very heavily reliant upon stockpiles of gas and, and all that kind of stuff. So, as you know, if I was if I was Saudi and all this, I'd be, you'd be absolutely made up with this all. It's just the Gerard thing for me. And maybe it's because we just, we have got so much attachment to him. And he is so awkward in front of camera as well that I don't think he's a great spokesperson for all of this because he's very much a one-take wonder. And what I mean is he chooses to do one take and no more, um, whether it's a good take or a bad take. And that and his career is littered with examples of this. LFC TV have fallen foul of this for many, for many a year. Um, the one where he, he says like something in, you know, in, in what I, I show my ignorance in the language or whatever, but he, he then goes like, see you soon at the end. And it's just so awkward. Everything about it is like, go away and you learn your lines, then we'll do it 10 times and then they'll put the final one out. Um, yeah, the concern is this might have been the tenth time, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the media team have gone. That's as good as we're gonna get. Let's wrap up. That's, just, that's it. That's it. We're done. That's we're the done. Take. Yeah. Do you remember the uh, the Champions League that happened last year? Sadly, and his he was the advert for yeah, it. And yeah. every time I watched it, I just thought to myself, Are you even trying to act? Like what? Yeah what is it that you're doing? And he was just like, thank you. And it was like, yeah. give me a bit more than that. Um, yeah, mental. Turkish Airlines on it. I think he did that. It was yes, the, that, that day was horrendous. Really bad. Horrendous. Really and, good. And yeah. I don't know whether this is it, but people who are watching who aren't Scouse, can you tell when someone who Scouse is doing a really robotic performance? Because yeah. I can. Yeah. And it goes back to 16, 
Dean and Pregnant, which my wife's a big fan of. That you know, like, and then Team Mom was the thing that followed it. They did an English version, and there was a Scouse couple in it, and it made made me feel horrendous because you realise that when they're doing the voiceovers, they're 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 scripted. They're not just someone. Someone are not a natural orators explaining their life. And this Scouse kid was doing, and it made me want to kill myself. And and I don't know whether it's just that I pick up on this because I know how he talks. And I know what Scouse accent meant to sound like. It makes me very, very, very. I've enjoyed the memes though of of his introduction um, because it's like. He's trying to put it on, and like you're thinking, oh maybe, and then he goes, Stephen Gerrard, and then it's like, well, <laughs> he went for a walk with the pronunciation, didn't he? At that, <laughs> the club, like, yeah, he took it. Stephen Gerrard. Like, it's funny. That's it's so funny. good. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll have more um to do and say on it. In fact, I want to. You want to read now, by the way. Mm. That's his next one. He wants to join us. He's just nicked the England under twenties manager, hasn't he, to be his assistant as well? Yes, but wasn't he at a club as well? He was at Villa. Was he can't be at Villa as and well. And he's had one of our young youth. Yes, one of ours. Yeah, analysts as well. Right, let me see if I can just play this. If this video, no, that's an advert. No adverts. Other service providers for finding your car and home insurance are available. Mm. <laughs> oh come on Sky Sports the fucking milk in it bear with me it's not like them this is great content it's really enjoyable I think yeah come on come on oh Sky Sports you what absolute shot I'm trying to play the Gerard welcome thing I think oh, and like I yeah, know but literally. I've gone down this path now Chris and what's this is not even going to oh start it again go back 10 seconds here we go yeah, but where's him staying, Stephen Gerrard? Anna, Stephen Gerrard, and now I've gone to another outfit. That was an absolute fucking disaster. Um, <laughs> it's it was like Stephen Gerrard was in charge of the show then. Wasn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> I'll let you off, Steve. Your media skills aren't that bad. Um, I can't understand why they got him to do it as a selfie either, you know? No. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah, also really weird, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's because they haven't got the, uh, the public investment funding. Yeah, he could have got one of them fucking selfie sticks and used that instead. Like, you know, Kate Jones was all over that, wasn't he, <laughs> in the, uh, yeah, in the Euros final? Um, right, okay, look, let's move on. I'm certain we'll be talking about this until yeah, forever. The one thing that's good that's come out of it is all the like the Joey Bart and Steve McLaren stuff so mm. resurfaced and that as well, which is always funny. Like oh, them yeah. them speaking in weird accents, <laughs> weird <Yeah>. accents. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, well, how do you say in uh, French? Uh, <laughs> 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 it's like fucking hell. That's great. I mean, he's not the worst, Gerard. No. Cheers to Paul and the guys for that one. Hope you enjoyed it. Right then, next up, this is Bobby Vincent, Football London reporter. Spoke to Dan Club on our Transfer Insight show all about Chelsea's Levi Colwell. Liverpool are seemingly interested in him. What is the Chelsea stance on that particular story? Dan has Bobby just about that. I just wonder if Colwell does have this conversation with Pochettino and for whatever reason, whether it be he doesn't quite get the promises that he wants or as you mentioned there, there is the interest in Liverpool and his head has completely turned already. How do you think Chelsea would go about it then? Because Chelsea are a strange club at the best of times and I'm not quite sure where they're at now in terms of their evolution since the Abramovich era. But 
I wonder, would they play hardball with someone like Colwell or would they be willing to sell him if he does turn around and say, I need to move, I want to move? What do Chelsea do in that case? It's a good question. Um, one I can't answer for definite, but I think I could see them playing hardball, to be honest, because, and almost, you know, bank on them coming to a sort of compromise with Colwell because he's still got two years left to... It's not a long time, but, you know, there's still time to figure things out. Um, I think they probably would sell, but would try and price teams out of it almost. Um, kind of like what they were doing with Mason Mount this summer. I don't think they ever really expected Chelsea, um, Manchester United to sort of pay that much. Um, they were almost trying to price them out and they, they end up did. So, yeah, I could see Chelsea asking for, you know, a ridiculous amount for him uh, I think Brighton offered someone near 50 million in a second bid and that was, you know, not considered anywhere near enough. So I, it, it's scary, the sort of figures that Chelsea would ask for Colwell. And I, I just don't, I can't really see any club paying it because I, I think it, we're talking anywhere upwards of 80 million. I really do. And yeah, but that's how highly they rate him and how much they don't want to let him go. But, mm. you know, if a, you know yourself if a player starts kicking up fuss and doesn't want to be there then no matter what clubs say they, their, their stance does soften a bit so yeah it'll be interesting but I think they'd have to go out and sign a replacement as well because like I said they Boschino sort of wants two on each side and at Chalabur and Thiago Silva can both play there um, but I don't think that you know natural left centre backs and Thiago Silva as well he's um He's not been as good in a four as he has a three, um, partly still of his age, I guess. He's 38 now. So I think they'd have to go out and sign a left cent- left side of centre-back. They've just sold Koulibaly. So I don't think they would have done that unless they were confident that, you know, Cole will be playing for them that season. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and you mentioned some of the fees there. It's probably, it's definitely upwards of 50, 100%. I don't think that gets the deal done, Ben, especially in imagination. Um, and it's interesting, I spoke to David Lynch last week and he essentially said if Liverpool even got the slightest inclination that Cole will move could happen, they would be willing to pay big for him. So it'd be interesting to see how that develops. Uh, I hope it does happen, to be honest with you. And then do you, just also, um, there's reports in Football London um, and it suggested, and it kind of, reaffirmed what we knew about Liverpool's interest and they claimed that multiple inquiries have been made. Can you tell us anything you know on Liverpool sort of making their stance clear on this situation? Yeah, so I I heard at the start of the summer that um, Liverpool just asked like tentatively sort of, I don't know how it went down, I don't, I don't know if it was over a phone call, face-to-face or whatever, I don't know that, but Liverpool asked um, Chelsea, you know, what their situation with Cole is. He's got two years left in his contract. Is he going to go out on loan again? Um, Chelsea were just like, no, he's he's ours. He's staying. Um, and then uh, literally the start of last week, so probably around this time, Monday or Tuesday, I don't know the exact day, Liverpool asked again. Um, probably a different question. Probably like, why hasn't it been sorted yet? You know, why, why is there still interest or whatever? Mm. But yeah, L- Liverpool really do want him and... Um, them and Brighton have sort of been the clubs talked about the most um, with Colwell this summer. Brighton have obviously put two bids in, but I, I guess Liverpool won't put a bid in until they sort of know that it would be accepted. Um, so yeah, like like David Lynch said, um, if they can get any sort of encouragement, which to be honest, unfortunately for um, your viewers, does seem quite unlikely. 
then then perhaps they will go and put a bid in and test the waters. But yeah, just just we we, we us Chelsea journalists get briefed a lot from um, people at the club, and they've consistently told us this summer that he's untouchable. Basically, mm. uh, they won't sell him. That they rate him that highly. He's probably someone who could be considered a future captain of the club. He he's been called a lot by um, people around Chelsea as the next John Terry. So that's how highly they rate him. Um, but like I said, it, the conversations he has with Pochettino, his family, whatever, um, they're the important ones because that's the only way I could sort of see a Colwell leaving Chelsea this summer. I don't yeah. know. It won't be the club's decision. No, definitely. Absolutely crucial days coming up. And we had a similar situation with Ryan Gravenberg quite recently as well. And sort of, we wanted to make that deal happen. He wanted to show himself his future. It's all gone quiet on that now. I don't think Liverpool were willing to wait as long as it might have took to get Gravenberg potentially. But with someone like Colwell, it feels like we might be willing to wait that little bit longer for that conversation to be had and sort of strike if possible after that. And if not, we'll have to move on to different defensive targets, of course. And just finally, Bobby, before I let you go, I've got to ask you, and it sounds like to me, I'm not going to get the answer I want here from what you've just said, but if you have to sort of stick your neck on the line now and tell Liverpool-Chelsea first game of the season, who will Levi Colwell be lining up for? Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, it pro- I, I imagine Chelsea, just, just from what I get told. And yeah, I, I'd imagine Chelsea, um, unfortunately. But, you know, what a story that would be if it, if he was returning Stamford Bridge at Liverpool. But um, it's going to be nil-nil anyway, isn't it? <laughs> that were that were nil nil yeah if you leave like Colwell do it properly you know make the move and yeah. make sure the first game's against Chelsea that's the way to do it cheers to Dan and cheers to Bobby sticking with Dan again yes it's another expert insight this time it was with the Athletics Kiva O'Neill absolute superstar Kiva she is amazing and we love the work she does over at the Athletics she's big into following Liverpool's academy sides and Dan spoke to Kiva to get the lowdown on some of Liverpool's academy prospects I think a low move makes sense now because he hasn't obviously with his injury and um he hasn't been able to you know experience first team football so you'd imagine you know an AFL club of some kind and I'm hearing you know there's lots of interest from league league 1 and league 2 as well and you'd imagine you know a league 1 club would probably be you know a great fit for him even league 2 to you know just a massively important experience for these young players I think to to go out and and experience football at that level because, you know, it's probably a big wake-up call as well. I can only imagine just like, whoa, this is different because, you know, the academy is competitive and academy games are, but it's just different, completely different level, isn't it? And obviously, you know, that's important for the players to do. And I think Stuart's definitely one that I'd love to see, you know, how he adapts to that environment and I imagine, and it will be, you know, he'll adapt well to it, but obviously, you know, you don't know yet. And yeah, I think, if he gets a good good low move, I think that could be perfect for him. Yeah, a taste of League One or League Two defenders kicking him every five seconds. Um, it's a nice grounding for these young strikers sometimes. But yeah, I think you're right. I think in terms of his development, like you say, he missed the missed a year essentially with that bad injury. Um, I think he probably 
needs and it would probably help him in the future if he was to go out and get some proper first team experience under his belt um, nice lad as well he came in recently helped us with a Bobby Firmino documentary and he lives around the corner from me so I definitely wish him the best um, next of all I want to speak about Connor Bradley because he's sort of emerged as one of the most spoken about youth prospects at Liverpool on the back of his absolutely amazing season at Bolton where he a clean sweep of the awards it was essentially forming young player player of the season fans player everything else you want to sort of club of the year whatever you want to sort of give to him I guess um, he is going to be one you mentioned earlier Kiva about Trent's new position Connor Bradley feels like one who could almost benefit from this and you mentioned Calvin Ramsey going out on loan as well so I think we're going to get a good look at Connor Bradley aren't we in the pre-season stuff and perhaps maybe even after yeah, I think you're right there. I think he's one that will be involved, you'd imagine, in pre-season at some point. And then going into next season, you know, Liverpool, I think, will assess him in a similar way to Luke Chambers and see, you know, what would be better. Would it be better to loan him out and continue that experience or, you know, be around the first team and be an option? And I think he showed at Bolton and has shown, you know, at the academy over a number of years that he can be that option and he is someone that, you know, I remember, I think, writing a piece on him a couple of years ago just because the excitement around him was just building and building. I think he was about 17 then maybe and, you know, just someone that has sort of gone at that excitement because obviously he's a, you know, fully capped international for Northern Ireland and, you know, there is just so much about him and about his game that is um, really promising. I watched him at Wembley in the, the pizza trophy uh, final not long ago and, you know, he just looked so comfortable and at home there, you know, and I think that'll continue whatever level he's at. He just seems like the kind of player that will just keep on adapting and if you think about those experiences, even playing an international level and doing it at such a young age, I think he was um, just a little bit older than George Best making his, you know, debut for Northern Ireland, which is, you know, obviously not an easy thing to do. Um and, you know, he went and did that and it's just continued and just, you know, this out and out professional now and someone I think, you know, Liverpool fans are excited about for, for good reason. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and it's interesting just how an attacking role he's played as well while he's been at Bolton. Like he's essentially been a right winger at times, like scoring goals. I remember seeing some highlights. One absolute worldy goal as well, but I think he actually gets man the match in the, the pizza trophy final that you're talking about there. So he's had a real standout and a bit of a... A bit of a surprise to me, really, because I'm, I'm aware of some of the youth prospects we've got. Obviously, you can't help but hear about the likes of Ben Doak, etc. But Connor Bradley caught me off guard a little bit. And obviously, he goes and makes a name for himself in League One last year. And all of a sudden, you know, he's about to get a, a decent opportunity, like I say, with the first team. So, one to get excited about. Um, next one I want to touch on with you is one I can't make my mind upon. Not in terms of his talents, in terms of his ability, because I think he's got a lot. But in terms of what happens next, and it's Bobby Clark. Um, in the piece you sort of talk about Pep Linders identifying Clark as one to watch and sort of very much one that Linders and Klopp have got an eye on but in terms of where he's at in his development I guess you can just wax Liverpool about him for a minute and just say how brilliant he's going to be but do you think a lone move could be the best option for him this season as well? I think it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, you know, keep mentioning the players that have been involved early on in pre-season already, training at obviously Kirby and he's one of them there, you know, that showed up and is getting a clock hug like the rest of them. And I think that's because, you know, he has shown over, you know, the past couple of seasons he's been at Liverpool since he joined from Newcastle. Obviously, he's boiled club, not easy to, you know, to 
to move is it and he, he did that at a young age and obviously as soon as you watched him play you were like yeah there's a real talent and I think Andy Jones um, my colleague who wrote the piece with wrote about his swagger and you know there's certain players that do carry that with them onto the pitch and I think you know Bendo could be one and Bobby Clark could be another that kind of I'll call it like the Curtis Jones Trent Alexander-Arnold confidence that certain players just carry and I think Bobby Clark's definitely got that I think he's one as well that you kind of don't know what to expect too much from him yet because he is still a very young player and obviously you know central midfielder attacking midfielder he can kind of is a player you could just drop in and you know just let him run about the pitch and that's kind of how he's he's best you know in an mm-hmm. attacking sense um, you know very skillful calm on the ball and I think it'll be it will be interesting to see what happens maybe a low move is the right thing for him given that he's sort of bedded in he's comfortable at Liverpool um, now and I think you know that is you know we talk about it as an experience. Even if a loan move doesn't go well, it can be a good experience for players. You know, remember I did an interview recently with Leighton Clarkson, who we've we've chatted about before, and you know I think his time at Blackburn, you know, just did not turn out how he expected it. And he said, you know, when I got back to Liverpool, that's when I kind of realised, you know, a lot of things, and that eventually he wanted to move on and you know play somewhere else. Now he's obviously. Um, had a really successful loan at Aberdeen and moved there permanently. So, you know, loan moves don't always go well, um, but they really do shape you, I think, and shape these young players. So, you know, Clark could definitely be one added to that list, but it'd be interesting to see whether, you know, keeping him at the academy and training with the first team a lot, because, you know, a lot of players do that and then Mm -hmm. drop down and play, you know, under-21s games or under-18s, depending on, on your age and sort of the availability too. So, you know, I think... They're still getting that experience at the academy, and you sort of like you're either thinking, well, you're training around these, you know, world class elite players, potentially, and then you know dropping down and playing games as well. So you know that's still not a bad option for anyone, I wouldn't say. Um, but you know, going into like you were saying, getting getting kicked and and pushed around by big big defenders in League One, League Two, and the rest of it, you know, is is a good way to learn learn the game pretty quick, I'd say. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Cheers, Dan. Cheers, Kiva, for that one. Right, next up, it's Jano Insight Time. We have Neil Jones in twice a week. And yeah, on Thursday's live show, it was quite the chaotic scene. We had the Jordan Henderson stuff all breaking. Is he going to Saudi Arabia? Is he not? And then during the show, David Ornstein reported about an interest from Saudi Arabia again, this time in Fabinho. And you're going to hear what our initial reaction to that story dropping was. I'm going to... Um... Speak about the Fabinho stuff. I'm just gonna. Yeah. Be, I'll be honest. Now this this is we can't really say this is um much in terms of insight at the moment. This is more reacting to a story. Yeah. I know you're you're frantically sending a, a couple of text messages there along the way as well to see where we can get. But I'll try and bring it up on the screen if I, if I can. If not, I'll read it out. But it's a, it's from David Ornstein. Has just tweeted. Uh, yeah. oh, thanks very much. Aaron's got it sorted there for us. Um, <laughs> Al Itihad. Uh, I said yeah. to make a concrete bid. So that's, a different, that's a different club. Different team, yeah. yeah. I have, in my pronunciation for those listening, it is a different club. Al Itihad, I said to make a concrete bid to sign Fabinho from Liverpool for £40 million. This is expected to develop fast one way or another. The key issue for Liverpool is getting a number six. Sorry, is letting a number six go without replacement, but they're working on this. Romeo Lavia is among multiple options. So, like I say, yeah. I can't ask you for your, like any yeah. insight on this because I know it's a pretty well, broke. Yeah, not an insight, but we, we can react to it. Yeah. Exactly, we, we can definitely react to the story. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I'm going to let you react to the story, Neil. Well, again, I, from a Liverpool point of view, I think that, I think that price was it 40 million pounds? Yes. I'll take that. Yeah, that's, I think that's bite your hand off time. I agree. I think that's I think that's bite your hand off time for Liverpool. Yeah, same. Um, initial reaction, obviously. Yes. And I don't think I don't think Liverpool would obviously let him go without having a replacement in there. But I actually don't think of forty million and whatever else you've got in the in the bank and the wages you're saving and whatever. I actually think that that, that won't be as arduous a task as it might once have seemed to, to replace someone like Fabinho. Um, it just what it just means. The only the only worry you would have is obviously, unless Liverpool have seen this train coming down the road a long way away. Maybe some of the signings they've made might be made with the 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 idea that you have Fabinho and that you have Henderson in your squad, and so you look at McAllister and you look at Sobislay. It'd be interesting to know whether, if you'd have known at the start of the summer that those two could leave, would you have targeted different players first and 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 gone gone elsewhere? Probably not. Um, and maybe does it mean that you don't look at Lavia now because you think well actually we wanted Lavia to go sort of alongside and then eventually take over for Fabinho but actually now we need someone to just go straight in straight into the team day one and play well also if there's £40 million extra in your pocket that you yeah. have but, yeah, know, yeah. And I'm, not, I'm just going to throw names out there but all of a sudden the £30 million that you were willing to spend on Lavia throw 40 on it and then you, you might Moises Casado well, becomes a more realistic option yeah, or, yeah. or a better DM yeah, I, I, like I th- I'd take for in my place I would I, 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 for I think that's a hard I, listen I think that's a hard one for Liverpool to say no to at this stage regardless of whether you think he's he is capable of getting back to a level even if he is it's only probably one or two seasons maximum he's 29 he's 29 yeah. yeah he's he had a him and Henderson particularly had a really poor season last year and looked really worn down Fabinho to me looked older than his years if you, if you want to say it like that so he's almost a 29 year old who, who in what the way he's played looks almost 31, 32 it's hard I think it's hard to say no to 40 million pounds you know at this stage for for, for any any 29, 30 year old holding midfielder 
not a, not a centre forward, not your goalkeeper, not your you know your sort of star man. That, yeah, we'll see if that offer arrives and how it develops. But I think we'll see some midfield links coming around Liverpool's way. I think in the next few days and some yeah. By the way, just just on Lavia, as far as I'm aware, no no nothing's changed in, in that regards. You know, in terms of still a way apart on fees and, and, and things like that whether this accelerates it or changes it or makes Liverpool pivot somewhere else and look at different types of player or different status of player possibly there's every chance isn't it but in terms of Lavia specifically at the moment there's no no great update yeah and they say in the, in the piece that they've done he says the club are working on, on options if Fabinho should leave with Romeo Lavia among a number of options so there, there, there could be a yeah. couple of people are working at and it. I don't think listen that's the other good thing isn't it I don't think so if, if you were talking this was Trent there's only a very small pool of players that you could sort of look at if you, isn't it Salah you, you, there's not really you know you, you're not going to cash in net wide if you're looking for I think with Fabinho I think you can I don't I don't think you sort of there's only one or two that you could get. There's, I think, there's quite a, a broad church, if you like, of, of potential people who could come in and actually do do the right job for Liverpool. I'd be fascinated to see where they end up, whether it's Lavia, whether it's somewhere else, whether it's Lavia and someone else, whether it's you know a, a completely unknown name, a, a sort of another Sobersly out, out of the blue. Um, it's just going to be a fascinating. I'm glad I wrote that piece on. Was it on uh, Wednesday? Wasn't it? I said this is the most interesting and exciting preseason Liverpool have had in years. It's actually since I've written it, it's got ten times more exciting and interesting. Yeah, saying, yeah. It's almost a, like I know what I'm writing. Sorry, that's what I, I don't. That's what you're paying for. By the way, this chair. I don't know if you've realised as this show's been going on, this chair has been gradually sinking. So well, fix yourself, go on. Right. Yeah, no, it's you're fine. It's just I've real. I'm you're so like a child. I'm, 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 I'm just as I was talking in that last segment, I was just felt like I was just sinking. I was trying to escape the show, the but sinking, I'm not. I promise you, I'm not. It's just the chair has been sinking. It's the sinking feel I'm all getting. But going back to the the, the again, I'm, the reaction to the Fabinho stuff is that like, oh, Liverpool got Stefan Bacetta. Liverpool a bit. The, the players we've been yeah. with it was a young, again. I'm, I'm Lavi is the only one really I know. But like they're young players again. If Liverpool sold for being, do you not think they would probably need someone more experienced? I, a proper number. With all due respect, Lavia, yeah. you could develop into something, and Stefan Bajetic could develop into something. I mean, your daddy, you'd want someone who can, my, who, yeah, who, my twenty-four, twenty-five, ready to go, or even whatever age, really. Hundred percent. My, my, my sort of, you want Fabinho again, wouldn't you? When they signed Fabinho, you'd want that, really, really. Um, yeah, you, you couldn't. It would be a huge risk for Liverpool to say, no, we're going to trust two teenagers. To, to, to do the job and not just that job I mean it's such a pivotal job isn't it you know you sort of you really you, you have to learn that position almost don't you you have to you know you really have to sort of master it and, and become you know and you look at your, who, who the best in the world are at the moment you know people like Rodri and you know in the past obviously Casemiro and, and Sergio Busquets and people like that you know you have to be pretty pretty perfect in that position to sort of to, to really master it so it's a very um, yeah it's a very difficult another another bit of news by the way Darwin Nunez I, I should have told you this when we started Darwin Nunez number 9 Liverpool number 9 um, changes number there you go, yeah. there you go. No, everything's happening today but yeah so yeah, it's not a position that you can just sort of say to a young kid go ahead just go and learn go and learn but you're playing every week as, as a number 6 in the Premier League that's a massive massive challenge people like Lavia by Chetic. we've seen it with other players you know Curtis Jones we've seen it in different positions with Trent they're going to have these ups and downs naturally in their development because they're so young 
if you're having them while you're playing every week in a position like that, that is really, really difficult, and that could that could really you know impact the team and impact yourself. So, I I would I would say Liverpool would probably need more experience. Yeah. I don't think you, I don't think you, listen. There'll probably be a Thiago update coming soon. You know, imagine the three of them go. You're not gonna you're not gonna just go down a kid's route on that. You're gonna have to get some sort of some kind of guarantee in that midfield option. You know, you've already got a lot of a lot of uncertainties. You know, as much as as much as I'm quite optimistic about all of these these factors, you've still got uncertainty around whether Curtis can maintain what he's done. You've still got uncertainty around where Harvey Elliott's gonna get to. You've still got it over Darwin. You've still got it over Luis Diaz, whether he's gonna come back as Jota, mm. the injuries he's had. You've still got it over Gakpo and what, what level he, he's gonna be getting to considering the players he's replacing. You've still got it over where Trent plays, Virgil van Dijk's form. So you don't wanna be adding in the fact that and also all our midfielders are nineteen and twenty. You know, no. that that's that's a real sort of you'd 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 be really gambling with your with your short term. Yeah, we've got Definitely. the message on Plu. So I've had that sinking feeling since last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that, it's, it's a met- metaphorical chair. Metaphorical sinking, yeah. He's <laughs> the same thing. Right, up next, we've got Dan Club yet again with another transfer inside, this time with Dave OC Cop. Dave has been all over the Jordan Henderson, Saudi Arabia stuff, and we thought, who else should we speak to other than the man who's seemingly getting all the information? So, yeah, here's Dan and Dave. There's loads of different factors at play here, and it's interesting you mention it was kind of Gerrard-driven. That's no huge surprise to me. It was always, it felt like a fit when Gerrard arrives there, and all of a sudden there's Saudi interest. It does feel like a good fit from that sense, and as you mentioned, he has had that conversation, it appears, with Jurgen Klopp, and he hasn't been given the assurances over game time that he would have liked. So from a footballing perspective, I get it. There's loads of other factors at play that we won't go deep into now because neither you nor I are the right person to speak about that necessarily. But just in terms of figures, Dave, I mean, we've seen a lot sort of banded about in terms of his salary, of course. But from a Liverpool perspective, it was fascinating to me that Etifak felt like they could potentially sign him for free. Is that right? Is that ever a possibility? Well, that's their hope, to be honest. And I think, you know, once people hear, I suppose, Saudi Arabia or Saudi Arabian clubs, you know, they immediately think, oh, 40, 50, 60 million, we're, we're, you know, we're going to go out and buy Lavi on the back of this or whatever it may be. But Aleti back are not a PIF club, so they have to work within a certain structure. And I think it's it's quite simple for them that they just said, well, this is what this is our package. This is what we can afford. You come back to us with whatever way you want, you, you want it kind of... Um, is it going to be true salary and a transfer fee or is it going to be true salary? But also I just want to quantify, or sorry, clarify that Liverpool are well within the rights to seek a fee for the Liverpool captain. He's 33 years old, two years left on his contract. If any club approaches you, you're well within your rights. But I just think it's a thing here that it's kind of, it's kind of black and white, that this is, this is what we have to spend. If it's enough to get it over the line, great. But if it's not, we move on. But I can also absolutely under, understand Liverpool's position. This is someone who's played the majority of the Premier League games last season. He may be, you know, maybe his best days are behind him. I think we can agree on that, but he still has a lot to offer. So Liverpool, you know, why, why would they let him go for free? So I think it's going to be a thing that it's going to maybe drag on for a while. There's going to be kind of a hool flinch first kind of thing. And I think eventually he probably will leave. You know, he's got obviously... A transfer fee is one thing, but obviously he takes up a lot of the 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 wages in the club as well. And if you can bring in a nineteen year old Lavia on, on potentially less wages, 
from a footballing point of view, it would make a lot of sense as well. So that that was it. They were hoping they could get him for free or maybe a nominal fee of a couple of million or less even. And, you know, I, I don't think it's a thing that there's like, a, you know, a large fee there just hoping for the best. Let's see, can we get him for free? I think it's a genuine thing that this is the package. If, if, if we can get over the line, we'd be interested in taking him. And if not, no, and maybe it might work for Liverpool. Maybe it's it's not of interest to them, you know. Yeah, that, so, that's we'll have to wait and see. That's it for me, Dave, really. So you obviously you're right. I mean, Liverpool are definitely well within their rights to sort of stand firm for a fee because he's got two years left on his deal on the eve of a new season. He is the club captain. Why would we let him just walk away for nothing? Doesn't make any sense. But and and also in the same hand, like I say, El fact they're perfectly within their rights to come and say we have this pot of money, whatever it may be, we need to make this deal work, wages and fee. So it's kind of a, it's an interesting situation. But I do wonder, Dave, whether even from a Liverpool fan perspective, like you say, like what happens if they can't come to an agreement on this? Because now it's abundantly clear that John Henderson is keen on leaving the football club for Saudi Arabia. So if they can't come to an agreement, what happens next? Like, where do we stand on this one? It, see, it seems so bizarre to me to think that after all of this, Henderson might end up staying. Is that even a possibility? It is a possibility. It depends on how much Liverpool dig their heels in. Like, like I said, which they're entitled to do, but Look, if I can just maybe go off with the point is, unfortunately, Jordan Henderson seems to get abused from fans no matter what decision he makes, which I think is absolutely horrific. To me, it's the worst side of Twitter. Um, just Jordan Henderson in particular, someone who's such a great professional, a great role model, and he's been a great player. That the way some of the fans, some of the so-called fans, can can reply to his comments and some of the comments say online, to me, it's just absolutely incredible, really, that you get, especially a player like that and a character like that. So you know, I think. You know, Jordan Henderson, I suppose he has a bit of leverage in the sense that I was told I'm not going to get much game in it. So what do you want me to do kind of thing? But I think it's kind of got to a stage now where it's maybe it's gone past the point of rescue that maybe everyone feels, you know, it might be best for him to move on. But at the same time, you know, I'm sure Jurgen Klopp was obviously diplomatic in the discussion he had with him. Maybe he said that, you know, I, I, I'm I'm just speculating, but maybe he said something along the lines that, you know, you're not going to get many game minutes, but you're a big character and I need you around the squad, of course, because if this deal falls through, you don't want to be the, the manager who spoke to the player and said, look, we want you out of here. And I don't think Klopp would have that decision with Jordan Henderson anyway. And I think it's, it's clear to see for everyone, there's a much stronger bond there between Henderson and, and Klopp on a deeper level of a player than a player and a coach. It's more kind of a, maybe a mentor and, and you know, that kind of relationship. But, you know, it's interesting. I suppose it all just comes comes down to if Liverpool really want to just free up some wages or if it's a thing that they're going to say, no, we're digging our heels in on this one. And, of course, there's been talk about Fabinho as well. So that will have a factor. I think between Thiago, Thiago Fabinho and Henderson, I think the club will be happily, happy let two of them leave and maybe make room for Lavia and, you know, Whoever else they may may have a mind, Barella, I would like myself, but that's just a personal a personal opinion, you know. Yeah, I tend to agree on Barella. That'd be a fantasy signing for me as well. Um, yeah, it's an, uh, me personally. I felt like John Lenson did have a role coming into this season. It was more the James, yeah, yeah, it was more the James Mill the role in terms of dropping into games, seeing out games, starting the occasional match here and there, but just in terms of his presence, and it does feel like a big loss in terms of losing both leaders in the same summer. Feels like a big blow to us, especially so close to the season starting. But 
Yeah, just to round off then, Dave, I mean, you, like I say, you've covered this pretty much from start to finish, this potential deal. How do you see it transpiring from here? And I know it's been almost impossible to predict from one minute to the next, but what do you think happens next? Like you say, do you think, do we've gone too far now for this deal to fail almost? My gut tells me that that he will go. Um, at the moment, I believe that you know representatives speaking on behalf of Jordan Henderson have asked for a little bit of time to go back to speak to Liverpool, and they will they, they will come back and see see where things are at. But I, my gut tells me that he will move on, and I just think of all players in the club. If someone has said, "Look, this is what I personally want to do," can you can you make it happen for me? I think, as I said, of all players in the club, he he's one that the, the club might make that exception for. And you know, I said it last night. I just want to say it again that you know that. Many years ago, when he didn't speak to Brendan Rodgers to say that he didn't want to be part of a Clint Dempsey spot swap deal to Fulham, he wanted to stay and fight for his place. You know, if we were to say then that he was going to captain the side to a Champions League and a Premier League, you know, it would have been just unbelievable, really. And that has happened. So we'll see, we'll see. But my gut tells me that that he will go. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, guys, those shows are available in full over at redmenplus.com. You can watch them as videos, you can listen to them as podcasts in your native podcasting app. Just go to redmenplus.com and sign up today. If you're listening to this on Spotify and you only use Spotify to listen to your podcast, if you search for Redmen Plus Podcasts on your Spotify app, you can also sign up directly through Spotify. You end up paying Spotify for your subscription and you don't get access to the videos on the website, but you can listen to it in Spotify so if that's something you're interested in as well that option is there for you but in general redmenplus.com is better in terms of your value because basically you get the videos as well right then that's enough speaking from me that was this week's Redmen Weekly Podcast we'll be back with another one next week see you all soon take care